Hello and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to, of course going to discuss about episode three of this series of Doctor Who, Thin Ice. But first, let's have some news. Now, I say news because, it's, as it was, we were saying last week, it's going to be a bit of a recurring theme. There is no news, really, is there? No. There's, we've, we've got one item of news, the rest of it is um, all stats, really. Um, the only thing we sort of we could find to sort of briefly discuss about is that Stephen Moffat is going to appear at uh, this year's Hay Festival, um, which is this year is going to take place in Wales uh, between the 25th of May and the 4th of June. Um, now, I understand that the Hay Festival is like an arts festival, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it tends to be... They have, they have, do they have an arts festival and a book festival? I don't know. Yeah, there is a book they... festival as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is sort of... The whole, the whole thing. I'm not entirely, entirely sure. But, um, but Stephen Moffat's going to be um, there talking about um, the craft of writing, um, and said we'll be referencing his work on Doctor Who and Sherlock um, right. as well. Now, um, I've only seen this kind of thing on Sky Arts. They, they've sort of tended to, to cover it um, over the years. But it yeah. appears that this year the BBC, or particularly BBC Radio Four. Um, are going to be um, covering quite a bit of this um, this time, and they've done sort of some deal with the Hay Festival um, people. So, um, so chance that you're going to hear this interview um, on a front row special. It's going to be recorded on the final Sunday, so it's going to be recorded on the fourth of June. So it's going to be a a while yet before we get to hear this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, other people are going to be there. You've got Stephen Fry, um, Jimmy McGovern. Um, playwright Mark Bartlett, Simon Amstel used to present. Um, what was it? Never mind the Buzzcocks, wasn't it? Yes. Things like that. So, um, and U.S. Senate. Did I say U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders as well? Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a uh, um, a, a weird one, but um, yes. Okay. So I'm sure he's got a lot to talk about after what's what's gone on in America lately. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, what I've seen of the um, the Hay Festival. Um, I know this is going off topic with Doctor Who, but they had, um, that was the last time I saw Dennis Norden on right. television. Actually, he was talking about his life and career. Now, for those who don't know who Dennis Norden is, he's a bit of a um, a legend um, in sort of like for as a, he had a writing partnership, a comedy writing partnership with Frank Muir in yes. the nineteen fifties, didn't he? What was the what was the show they did? Um, was it Itma? Did they do it? It's that man again, or much much binding the marsh, or something like that, or? Um, ugh, I'm trying to think which the which, what was their actual. Um, because they did the glums and all that sort of stuff. That's, and they were sort, yeah. They were sort of the the founders of the basically BBC, uh, well, British sitcom, weren't they? They were to yeah, especially radio sitcom certainly yeah. yeah. Um, but I think for a lot of people, they'll know Denny Snowden from um, presenting It Will Be All Right on the Night um, throughout yes. the, the 70s and sort of most of the 80s as well, actually. So, um, but... <laughs> and Frank Muir from Call My Bluff. Yes, indeed. That's right. And the um, Cadbury's Fruit and Nut advert as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, from the 1970s. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's why I find these things quite sort of interesting because they do have some... This particular festival has some very, very interesting... Um, people on there to talk to, really do. And I say I've only just scratched the surface. Really have just scratched the surface on um, the people that are um, that are going to be there. There's just so many to to list. Um, oh, I just think it's interesting because Radio Three is going to be there as well, and Radio Three will bring a distinctive blend of slow radio to high audiences. Ah, yes. Now, have you heard what this is? This slow radio. Now, they they did this a few years ago on Radio Four. I mean, it's got to be twenty twenty five years ago. Basically, it's they they've done it on um, BBC Four television. 
You know they did. Did you see that one they did with the uh, the Flying Scotsman? Ah, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no real program or such. It's just you just hear like um, someone could be recording um, a dawn chorus in a woods somewhere, and that's what you listen to. Right. Oh, it's going to be a four-hour-long immersive broadcast of a walk from the Black Mountains to Hay with yeah. music, poetry, yeah. and, and moments of reflection. Yeah, that's mm. it. So yeah, it's, it's no, it's no. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's quite a nice idea. Actually, I say it's quite relaxing to be honest. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing you just sort of um, doze off to mm. with with a, with, a, with a nice glass of port in front of a roaring fire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> A bit like this podcast, really. We just send people yeah. to sleep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we just doze off. <laughs> yeah, we doze off talking. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that that's coming up, um, sort of like later, sort of like sort of late spring, early summer, um, for that. So uh, there we go. And actually, Mike Bartlett, he's actually writing the written the next episode of Doc Two. Actually, Knock Knock, which is uh, coming up next week. So um, there you are. So that's a, another um, Doc Two connection there. So I knew I heard the name Mike Bartlett before. There we go. So oh, and, um, and apparently Neil Gaiman's going to be there as well. Ah, right, no, another Doctor Who connection. So, um, oh, excellent, excellent. Okay, everybody. Well, as I said, that is that is all we had to bring you for, for the news. So, of course, unfortunately, it's now time for Omega's Stats Corner. <laughs> Yes, everybody, the overnight viewing figures are in for Thin Ice, and uh, it had an overnight viewing audience of 3.76 million viewers, which was a 20.4% share of the total TV audience. Um, a slight drop from from yes. last week, um, but again, there wasn't a lot of people watching telly last night. Uh, last night, Saturday night, I should say. Um, Saturday night, yeah. Um, Britain's Got Talent, 8.27 million, as you probably expect. Um, the top program for BBC One on Saturday was all round to Mrs. Brown's yet again with 4.74 and uh, Casualty just got ahead of Doctor Who with 3.90 they've been plugging that haven't they because apparently oh there was some big special yeah yeah yeah, I don't know what the what the hell that was but even though um, it wasn't a a dramatic um, increase in audience was it no no, not 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 considering that. I mean, I actually, actually sort of. I think I might blame pointless celebrities for the fall off in figures, in figures, because obviously I recorded the the show, mm. and, it, and pointless celebrities seems to end with a with a middle aged Jimmy Od- Osmond singing "Long Haired Lover" from Liverpool. Oh God. Yeah, I think I would have switched <laughs> off at that point as well, actually. Which <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people just went, no, that's it. I, I thought for one moment you were going to say Jimmy Yodbin, so I thought that's just showing out <laughs> where you spend most of your time. The <laughs> <laughs> world famous 70 singer, Jimmy Yodbins. <laughs> that's it, he's forever known now as Jimmy Yodbins. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the Audience Appreciation Index for um, Thin Ice was 84. Okay, yes. which is which is a good score. That is a good yeah, score. Is that the one high so far? The right? highest so far. It's one up on the on the previous two. Yeah. Um. So that that's pretty damn good actually. Um. <clears throat> the highest score for was was for Casualty actually, which at eighty seven. So yeah. it, it appears that nothing cracked the uh, the magic ninety. It, it no. appeared. Um. Now, unfortunately, we we don't have the consolidated figures for Smile, um. As we are recording far too early in the day. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, quality folks. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll 
we'll bring them to you next week if we can remember. Of yeah. course, if we can remember. But um, so that's it. That's it for stats corner. But don't despair, everybody, because now it's time for Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Okay, a long overdue return to Omega's Tat Corner as well, isn't it? Yes, it is. And we, we've got some rather classy looking tat, but um, at the same time, bloody expensive as well. <laughs> actually, yes. now this is from um, Big Chief Studios. Now they're they're. Um, I say that the quality of their tat is usually very, very high, I would say, and they've sort of outdone themselves again. Actually, they've done a one point oh one sixth scale eighth Doctor figure, and this is the eighth Doctor as you see him in the Doctor Who the movie, um, and it looks really good, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does, does look. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you do look at it and realize know who it's meant to be. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, obviously, this isn't this isn't the usual cheap plastic tat. There's the the the, os, the costume um, is fully made from material. There's nothing you know. It's nothing sort of plastic about it, um, as you would expect from Big Cheese Studios. And it says on here, it's got a um, in the specification for the for this little um, figurine. Um, what, what, one eighth Doctor portrait head featuring authentic likeness of Paul McGann, and it is. Authentic. It does look very, very good. Um, an animatic <laughs> standard slim male body with over 30 points of articulation. One velvet effect frock coat. One waistcoat. One cravat. One uh, white high collar wingtip shirt. One pair of grey trousers. One pair of sock tubes. Partial. I, I don't. <laughs> one pair of gentleman's boots and eight interchangeable hands. Until it got to interchangeable hands, it, it sounded like you packing for a weekend away. It doesn't it. <laughs> Now, I think the reason why it's got interchangeable hands is because there are plenty of accessories that come with it as well. You've got um, a sonic screwdriver closed, sonic screwdriver open, one pocket watch with chain, one bag of jelly babies, one yo-yo, one TARDIS key on a chain, one magnifying glass, one brilliant chip, and one magnetic clamp. And uh, for those who pay via a payment planner in full, you get um, um, the Master's Urn totally free. So the first 400, I think. Is it the first 400? Okay, okay. Now... This, as you would expect, is a limited edition. There's actually two of it, the limited edition and a signature edition. The signature edition, there's a, an acrylic plaque which has been signed by Paul McGann. So yes. the limited edition, there's only a 1,000 available worldwide, and they're available to pre-order now. Uh, the signature edition, which I just said has been signed by Paul McGann, there are only 250 worldwide. And again, yes. they are available to pre-order now. However... The estimated delivery t date for both of for either of these, whatever you select, is February 2018. Yes. <laughs> that is a long, long wait, isn't it? It is, yeah. That is a long, long um, wait. Yeah. Stuff, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I like the fact that it's, you know, it's pre-order. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, now the limited edition, the full payment is £189.99. Okay, now that, that sounds fairly, fairly steep. If you go for the signature edition... It's £219.99. So you're paying 30 quid for Paul McGann's autograph there, basically. Yes. Because there's nothing else extra um, included for that price. Um, no. No. So, but you did spot something about the uh, sort of how, how it's packaged and everything, didn't you? Yeah, no, amongst all the other stuff, it just basically it, it says yes. The signature edition includes a special autograph. And is available exclusively from Big Chief Studios, blah blah. So only 250 pieces worldwide. Each figure comes with complete with a 
autograph plaque, display stand, a certificate of authenticity, and it's packed in a full colour printed box. Wow. Now, wow. Yeah, it, it, that's that's what it is. You see, it'd only be one ninety nine if it was for the full colour. <laughs> Does that mean in the limited edition one you only get a black and white box? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, shame, shame. All <laughs> your friends know you've been a cheapskate just by the box. <laughs> no autograph and a cheap tatty old box. Box. <laughs> just a cardboard, brown cardboard plain. Box. Exactly, that's exactly. I must be honest. If I had money to burn, I would buy this. Because it does look good. It does look really good. And I think they've done quite a few other um, Doctor Who um, figures as well. And I think they've just surpassed themselves again, actually. Yeah. They really have. They really have surpassed themselves. Because it does look really good. Because they've done um, 10th Doctor 1, 12th Doctor, um, 11th, 1st, 4th, 9th. Um, I've done the War Doctor. The War Doctor was not that great, actually. Funnily no. enough, it doesn't look that good. Um, but I'm not sure the Twelfth Doctor's. It well, it looks fantastic more no, to, no, it's not compared to the Eleventh. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the, it, that is uncanny, man. And the Ninth Doctor one's not bad either. No, actually, the Rose Tyler one's not that great. They just seem to have got the dimensions of a face a bit wrong. Yeah, but the Clara Roswell one's really cool. That that yeah. that looks like Jenna Coleman. So yeah, there's an there's an, also an Amy Pond figure which doesn't look too bad either, to be honest. But um, yeah, so there you go, there you go. I think that's um, a, a long overdue return to tactical, and I, th- and I think we we presented some decent tact there actually, Paul. I, yes. Don't you agree? Yes, good, good. I'm glad you do. So um, anyway, folks, um, so that's it for the news. So coming up next is our review of Thin Ice. So for another week, then that was the news. Okay, everybody, it's time to talk about Thin Ice. Travel into the past, there's got to be rules. If I step on a butterfly, it could send ripples through time. Yeah! Regency England. A bit more black than they show in the movies. Are there side effects to time travel? Sometimes you see lights under the ice. Stay back! There's something frozen under the Thames and it's eating people. Plan, let's get eaten. Creature will be fed. Have you ever killed anyone? And it's my turn to go, isn't it? Yes. It's my turn to kick this one off. Okay. Um, yet again, if anybody follows me on Twitter, I've already given away my, my views on this. I thought this was wonderful, actually. I, I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, I was a bit bit late watching it because we were out having a, having a drink on Saturday, weren't we? So um, yes. I, I watched it for the first time yesterday um, on Sunday. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. I really did. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the um, the whole cast just worked. I thought um, Pearl Mackie and Peter Capaldi just get better and better um, in this. I really do. I think it's... it's and I, yeah, go on, say it, go on. No, I, yeah. I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to disagree with you. So next week, we'll be... <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's bank holiday, we get this out quick. Didn't exactly, yeah, you did, didn't you? Shortest podcast yet. Um, no, I I just loved it. it. It looked gorgeous. I think the script was, was brilliant. Um, it, the dialogue was great. The acting was great. Um, I, I loved the the whole um, sort of slavery 
um, allegory that was that was running through the whole thing as well. Um, really, really well done. Um, I just sort of, sort of well, Sarah Dullard. I mean, because the last one she wrote for Dot Two was uh, Face the Raven, and yeah. we were, we were both said we'd like to see what she could do without having to try and shoehorn shoehorn a, a plot point or an, yeah. an arc, you know, you know, yeah, plot point into it. Um, and she, she, Sarah Dollar has not disappointed at all. I loved no. it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I really did. Um, and I think that, that I mean, that the whole production team needs a, a, a massive sort of thumbs up because it, I mean, it just looked gorgeous. It did, didn't it? It did. I mean, I, and I'm, I admit, I'm sort of looking at it. I'm thinking to myself, I'm sure they just used those um, diving outfits just because they look so brilliant. Yeah, I know, I know. Do you know what? I've actually seen someone complain about the fact, well, they'd be operated by a hand pump. How could they breathe? I thought, who cares? Well, I mean, I must admit, yeah. It did sort of... There was a point when I, they they came out through the um, the the fishing person's hole. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you're not going to get your, your air pipe from... Where's your air pipe gone? Exactly. Oh, oh, they've been sonicked. That's all you've got to say. They've been <laughs> sonicked, and that's it. Crikey. I mean, the other thing as well, where did... Where did the big fish come from? Yeah. Was it from Earth? Was it some old prehistoric thing? Was it was it alien? It didn't matter, really. No, because no. I think, again, that wasn't the point of the story, was it? No. It, 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 yeah, it's just... It, there is a point where you're watching these and, yeah, you can sit there and you can pick holes if you really want to. Yeah. Um... And I'm trying not to with this, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I don't it. want to either. I don't want to. I, I mean, I picked holes in in last week's episode, Smile, um, and I've watched it again since, and I think I enjoyed it more. I think I was probably being a little bit unfair mm. on it, to be honest. It's not the best Doctor Who story in the world, but and it still does fall apart at the end. But I think I was a little bit. Ah. I was, you know, the thing. How did the um, the Vardy interface get down the steps so quickly? I mean, yeah. We could have found a back door for all we know. So, no. you know. Um, yeah, so with this with this particular episode, Thin Ice, I, I, say I really don't want to pick holes in it whatsoever because I just enjoyed it so much. Hmm. I really did. That, that, that said, yeah, the one thing that did sort of hit me, and probably because it was, I don't know, I suppose it was reasonably early on. Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose it was probably middle, but it seemed early. Um, with... <laughs> Uh, Bill saying about uh, having seen someone die. Yeah. And when the doctor says, "Oh, you've you're using a garden full of dead people last couple of hours ago." Yeah. And she said, "Oh, that happened before we arrived." Well, no, two people did get killed while they was there. Yes, they did. Yes. In front of her. There. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. They did, they which did just sort of that was the one thing that sort of just sort of hit me there. Yeah. The rest of it, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not going to criticise. No, no, I'm not. I so, I'm certainly am not. Um, and I just think I think Pearl Mackie is is, is really. I know only like three episodes in, but I think she's shaping up to be probably the best companion. I'm going out a bit of a limit. I think she's trying to be the best companion since the series returned in 2005. Actually, yeah, I must admit, yeah, I just like her, and and it is that her smile just does light up it all scenes that. When she does as well, yeah, exactly. Cause it, it's a, like a, it's, it's like a character's got a, what she what the, what she the passion she puts into the character's got a genuine joy, yeah, of the things that are going on around her. 
Yeah. And and also that when, when she's absolute when she sort of takes the doctor to task about you know how many people has he seen died uh, die yeah. sorry uh, and how many people has he killed you know um, and the, the, the way that scene was acted was was brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant it really was um, saying that's not the question that wasn't why I asked you and yeah whatever yeah 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 and it was I mean it it only sort of seemed right to have that that scene because when um, after the that urchin spider. Um, had stolen the Doctor's screw, uh, sonic screwdriver, and okay, this this episode took the the, the step to kill off a child, yeah. And, and there's no bringing it, bringing the the kid back, no, was there? You, you did actually sort of think, oh, now, now the next bit is him him saving the child. No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. no the, kid's the kid's dead. The kid's dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was more interested in saving his sonic screwdriver than he was. <laughs> it was he was just looking at it to make sure it wasn't damaged. At all. Oh no! Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think sort of like when you know when when um, Bill said like you, know, you bring him back you know do, save him bring him back and it's it's too late and he, oh. and you've sort of got, gone back to that old twelve Doctor again from the, like, yeah. maybe the definitely from the first series very cold actually yeah very cold but um, but <laughs> it just but that that but at least that had a payoff yeah. Because everyone said the Doctor's softened, and he has softened a lot in the, in this series, which has been all been for the all been for the good. Even though I liked the Doctor when he was a bit more acerbic, you know. But um, but at least it, it was building to something, you yeah. know. Bill doesn't quite trust him yet, does she? She no. thought she knew him, but she there's something she said about she sees it in his eyes. There's something yeah. not quite not quite right. You, yeah, know? you almost went through the thought process with her there, didn't you? With the how many people have you seen killed? Yeah. And then suddenly the next question being, it, and the basis then that he can't even remember how many people he's seen killed, or he's just you know, it's got past the point where he counts. Yeah. And can't even tell her when the last what the number was when he stops counting. Yeah. The next thing being, basically, have you have you killed someone? Hmm. You know that is just sort of such a a good little scene that one. It was. Well written, well acted, and it's yeah. just well directed as well. It was, it was just. Yeah. Um, I really just cannot fault this one at all. I really right. can't. I think this, this the, whatever we talk about next is going to be share, praising, praise and love shared upon this episode. I and think. just, just, just the other bits with with Bill, the other lines that just made me, you know, not 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 the seri- even the sort of less serious ones, um, the bit where they go to the um, where the dredgers are. Yeah, and they obviously get in the bricks of. Fuel, if you want to fuel for better words. Yes. <laughs> out, out and he goes he's saying we must be a mile mile from the 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 monster, mm. or so a mile from its head. Yeah. <laughs> just as she's about to sniff it, and just that look on her face. Oh, so no. <laughs> didn't need anything else there. Did it, it didn't did it. No. It didn't need her to just drop it quickly or anything. It just just that just that moment she just froze that second. <laughs> well, and well, then again, yeah, then so, again, yeah. when they they see what. The fish that was in the pie, and it was just the whole bit. There's the that, that those. He said he caught those fish himself. Yeah, so I, I, I like that pie. <laughs> no, it was just the fact. Yeah, I ate that pie, and then it was like I like that pie. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite ironic actually. We, 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 when we were having a few beers and so we were talking about the, the quality of a decent pie, weren't we? <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> Such is the pithy, witty conversation we have. We've had a few drinks. <laughs> such, such is just how our mind works. If we're having an ale, we've got to have a pie. Exactly, our thoughts it's... turn to pie. 
<laughs> as a man's does on a Saturday night. <laughs> oh God! Now I mentioned earlier on about the um, back onto more serious matters, um, the slavery allegory as well. Um, I like that sort of that when Bill was sort of like you know she wasn't entirely comfortable about you know slavery, you know, yeah, and so I can't remember what the doctor actually said now, but to, to sort of get it to. So we'll let you know, go and get changed. I like the fact that both got they got dressed up for the occasion as well. They didn't sort of like just go out in their normal normal clothes, which was it was. Well, I don't we've had one like that for a long time, have we? Just sort of. So the last one might must have been. Um, oh, what was that one with Diana Riggin? Uh, Crimson Horror. Crimson Horror. Yeah, I think that's probably the last one where you got the Doctor and, and his companion sort of trying to fit in a bit more. Um, I mean, I quite like that because I mean, we still. There's no reason why they can't, really. No, there isn't, Do- is there? Doctor has changed his outfit quite a bit more than mm. other Doctors. Um, yeah. Yeah, why not have them dressed appropriately? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when she's when they sort of start wandering around on the... And I, I, what I loved about that as well was Bill's reaction to stepping onto the frozen Thames. Yeah. As well. Um, and she said, I'm going to try everything. And I mean everything. And then she goes and sees all the... It's basically awful they're selling off in it. Yeah. <laughs> And what was Capaldi eating? I don't know. I have no idea what that was meant to be. <laughs> Some old intestine or something. But when she yeah. sort of looking around and said, um, is it my imagination or is Regency England a bit more black than I expected it to be? Yeah. And I've got the doctor's um, uh, response that, well, so was Jesus. Yeah. Hi- yeah, yeah. Hi- history, history is a whitewash. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's yeah, a lot more. What was it? There's a lot more uh, black people you see in the films. Mm. Oh, it's a lot. There's a lot darker people, a lot darker than you see in the this countries. A lot times, a lot darker you see in the films. And he says, "So Jesus." Yeah, yeah. Which sort of, yeah. Is a is a fe- is a very good point. It is actually. It is. Now, of all accounts, they. I mean, they sort of think there were there were no um, people of any any sort of um, foreign descent in England at that time. But there was. That was the thing. There was. There were um, a lot of black people in London at yeah. that time. So um, I think that they, you know they got. They got history quite sort of spot on there, really. So, and probably sort of long overdue to being a bit of sort of like corrected. Yeah, I would say to be honest. But um, but the other thing I like, but you know, when after that they sort of go to the um, we talk about the pies, they go to the pie man. Um, I just like the fact that Doctor Liver living up to his um, the, the thief mantle. Yeah, actually, sort of you know because last week he said he stole the TARDIS. Um, and this week he's stealing a hat full of pies. It nice. seems <laughs> that's what was missing for us on Saturday. On Saturday, it was a hat full of pies, <laughs> which actually was a very good trick because he actually takes his hat off as he comes out of the pie. Place. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so don't manage that. But um, who cares? <laughs> right. Who cares? But, um... but I just like the f- I like the fact that obviously there's the the whole thing that he's seen the. The lights under the ice. Yeah. But hasn't wanted to alarm her or No, say exactly. Yet. Yeah. But when yeah. she mentions she says about it, he just says, Yeah, what lights under the ice? The ice. <laughs> I do think though he, he's sort of trying to sort of get Bill to notice these things. He said, I'm your teacher. Yeah. But like, like at the end, he said, you know, um you know, especially at the end when he gets her to make the choice whether to kill the big fish or release it. Yeah, you know, um, and it's very, it's very much like what he what he did to Clara in Kill the Moon. I'm glad they sort of kept that that trait moving forward. Yeah, with the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, 
He's letting them. He's not basically running them. No, exactly. All over the place. Yeah. He's letting them make decisions and wait for them to notice, and then yeah, uh, either explaining or not as he wishes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I, I know, okay, in Clara's case, it was a little bit more extreme, but <laughs> yeah. But so no, I, I, I liked that. I did. I did like what they, um, what 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 he did with Bill there, and of course, she made the the right decision. Yes. And you sort of, you were sort of hoping that's with the doctor was hoping she would make that decision. Yeah, actually, to sort of you know re- you know release release the fish, but um, yeah. So I mean, what about the uh, you know the big bad of the piece, Lord Sutcliffe, as well? Um, was probably the I thought to a certain extent probably the most weakest because it was the most over the top. Mm. I mean, it was it was being the traditional. Almost to, to almost pantomime villain, wasn't he? To a certain degree, yeah. But I say, I mean, um, I thought you played it rather well. Um, oh yeah, I actually. mean, yeah. But, yeah. but in that sense, that it was meant to be, uh, I think it was meant to be an over-the-top pantomime villain. So mm. yeah, it did work very well, considering his first words are pretty much racist. Yes, exactly. Her. Yeah, sort of stand up in front um, of your. Was it who let, was it who let this creature in stand up in front of your betters? And I did like yeah. the fact that Copologies landed one on him. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Which dog- you sort of knew was going to happen because we'd had the big speech. Before yeah, exactly. From him yeah. to her about let me do all the talking because this needs tact and diplomacy. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing he does is but, punch him in the face. So. <laughs> but but the reason for it I hadn't quite twigged at that stage. You know, it wasn't an op- the obvious reason. Yeah. I was like, the fact that just no alien would have been that racist. He pulled off that much racist. <laughs> he said, yeah, he's definitely human, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. And I did like the um, the little speech that the Doctor gave him. Yeah. Afterwards as well. Um, that's the kind of thing that the, the Capaldi does really, really well. Um, yes. And it's it's never overdone either. That sort of thing. You, you can imagine sort of, sort of you know, Tennant or, or Matt Smith sort of chewing the scenery... So this is this is my big moment. But everything, anytime sort of Capaldi gets that kind of dialogue, he he does underplay it to a certain yeah. degree, and that works. I think that it really works. Um, and I, I mean, it's also the way that sort of um, it's later on when when they're when they're tied up inside the carriage on the way to the take them back thought, to the Thames. Yeah, I was going to say actually, but actually the direction of that, yeah, that. From just sort of how that was shot as well, just was brilliant. Well, the, in inside the um, carriage, stu- oh, oh, in the carriage, what you mean in yeah. study as well? No, and in the carriage, no, it was brilliant. Yeah, it really was. Um, just to have the sort of close-ups on his face. Well, I, I like while they're not looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. Because I like when she said about, "Are you really two thousand years old?" And she said, "Does it matter?" Yeah. And she said, "Well, you know, if it if it took you that long to come up with with." with you know, to say something like that, you know, it's yeah. sort of like you know, then then it was worth it. So, um, and and again, I just like the look on his face again as well. So everything's just underplayed with him. Yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So, but which is um, probably why they work so well because she's so expressive. Yeah, facially. Well, and she he she can... yeah she says a lot just by using the face. So there's there's no. 
how can I put, there's no sort of gurning going on, is there, if you, if no. you sort of want of a better expression? Because some people, when they try and sort of um, relay their emotions just by using their face, it, 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 you, so they do gurn quite a bit or overdo yeah. it. Um, but Pearl Mackey is just wonderful. <laughs> she really yeah. is wonderful. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, um, what else was going to say there, actually? Um, I mean, even, even the um, the kids as well were well acted. The, you know, the urchins. Yeah. That's just to not be annoying. If you said to me, oh, oh yeah, be child actors in this. Child yeah. actors in this, oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. No, no, they were great. They really, yeah. really were great. Um, and one thing I didn't notice, only because I'm looking at the, the wiki page here, that the um, three of them were, were named after... Um, three of the Doctor's companions. Yeah, you had Perry, Harry, and Dot, or Dorothy, or or it could be Dodo as well. I, I, yeah, actually. So um, I never noticed that actually when I was. I never, I never thought about no, it to be honest. That didn't no strike me. No, no. But um, yeah. But one thing I, I <laughs> another thing I did like as well actually when they, when going back to when they're discussing about um, releasing Tiny. As the doctor, you know, Tony was it? Was it the Lockless Monster or the, the Not So Little Mermaid? Yeah, <laughs> which I like. So, well, I think my daughter's ears pricked up at that, but she loves a Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, so and of course they they get back in. Oh, actually, what do you think of the the because again you have to sort of suspend your, your disbelief for, for a while. Um, it's how did the doctor go back and get the diving gear and get the barrels yeah. put on the chains before? Who cares, really? It was. Yeah, just, it was uh, such yeah. A, I mean. I, only sort of watching it the second time because we was doing this that I, I I did think that you know he'd got that stuff on pretty quickly. Yeah, he'd a got it and b got it on pretty quickly to to do that. But, yeah, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I said that, that. I think that is that is a little bit of nitpicking, but you, you know you have to suspend your disbelief and, there for a moment. And obviously, wearing that outfit underwater had travelled a mile. Yes, to come up in the. <laughs> I just sort of realised as we're talking now. <laughs> Yeah, because the thing was bloody huge, wasn't it? Um, I thought. I mean, I'm glad they didn't give too much away of the of the fish, really. No, that was just about enough, wasn't it? Yeah. You didn't need to see it all. You didn't need a long shot. You just needed to know it was big. Yeah, that's right. And it was tied down. Yeah, that is it. That's all you need to see. Yeah. Um, I think obviously the effects budget wouldn't go all the way to a uh, showing it all, and and I think they they used it wisely. I suppose you could say. Yeah. That, that was all you need to know. You just needed to know there was something there. Yeah. I mean, the big eye was enough. Yes, it was, wasn't it? You saw like, a few teeth. and But that's the whole thing. They just played to its strengths. Yeah. That, rather than trying to overdo it and over overreach themselves, the whole thing just just played to its strengths. I mean, it, I'd say it just looked fantastic. I mean, the, the whole like set design um, and the, the CGI rendering of like 19th century London just looked fantastic. It really yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and of course they get back they do get back home in time for tea again, don't they? So Yeah. Um again, not much Nardole this week. No, but you don't necessarily No, we don't need him all the time, do we? don't necessarily need him. You know, if he's just there to be the doctor's conscience, mm. then you just probably need him popping up just every now and then just to remind him of what Yeah, what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And what his oath is. He should be doing. Yeah. Now of course we know whatever's in this this Vault is now alive. Yeah, as well. I was just thinking. I was thinking, if whatever's in this vault's alive and it's knocking, and the doctor's about to regenerate, is it Bernard Cribbins? <laughs> it could be. Oh no, it's only three knocks, not four. 
Oh dear. No, because you get four knocks on the twelfth episode. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Or Christmas special, depending. Depending on, on when it happens. Generates. Yeah, exactly. We don't know, do we? We don't know. <laughs> but, um, no, I'd, I'd say. I mean, I don't really want to sort of go on much further, really, in case I do start sort of picking holes in it. I, I just enjoyed it for. I just thought it was a, a fantastic story. Um, just everything was brilliant about it. I loved it. I dare say there'll be a few people who, who might disagree, which we'll find. Well, maybe we'll find out in a minute. So we've got some feedback to read out again as well. Um, but yeah, no, just just yeah, and I, I quite like the direction. The direction was quite fast paced. Yes, you had you know lots of different cut scenes from going from them being in the fair to the where the dredgers were to yeah, um, um, Sutcliffe House or whatever it was. And the Doctor was playing detective a bit more this week as well. I noticed he did that yeah. a lot last week as well, and I'm, I'm glad they sort of they, they sort of missed that um, a little bit on Doctor. In recent years, he, he he does figure things out. Hmm. Um, yeah, he, rather you, than knowing it all feeling, up front, yeah. you know. He he was well ahead of what was happening. Yeah, and you was just going at Bill's pace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly like I say, with the, yeah. with the the lights under the. It wasn't that the, the the usual thing in sometimes in that case would then be for Bill to point out to the doctor that, or the companion to point out to the doctor that something was happening. Yeah. But actually, we we just get the what well, the doctor actually knows, but he just doesn't want to doesn't want to wants her to enjoy herself before he starts having to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Or ruining her day, basically. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I think I've said all I want to say really. Um, I just, I just want to leave it there on a really high note, actually. So, what about yourself? Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah I've, I've really not got a lot to add. It really just did totally enjoy this. Yeah. Um, excellent writing. Um, yeah, please, yeah. more like this. Please. More like this, please, please do. Well, next week we get David Suchet and Knock Knock, and we, we've got the uh, the special 3D sound on iPlayer yes. next week, so I'm, I'm looking forward which, to uh, which something. Which sounds like. as if that's going to be a bit more creepier. It does, doesn't it? So here's hoping for that one. Here's hoping. Yeah. So, as I alluded to a moment ago, we do have some feedback again, so thanks very much for, to all of you that, uh, that wrote in. So we have some um, Facebook feedback and some Twitter feedback as well. So let's start off with the uh, Facebook feedback. Um, first up, we have uh, Martin Havel from the Bad Wolf Podcast. Hi, Martin. Um, he writes, uh, lovely, also P-Cats punch Nathan Barley, what's not to love? I keep forgetting Nicholas Burns was Nathan Barley, actually. Did you watch that, Paul? No. You didn't watch it? Oh, well, I won't go any further then. <laughs> It'll probably take me half an hour to explain it to you. Um, thanks, Martin. Um, Ian Thomas McLean writes, uh, nice, very short, simple, sweet, 7 out of 10. Um, again, a year's time, I'll only watch the main plot. If you're going to cut main story for plot... The Doctor needs to be an hour. It was basic but fun, and Bill was realistic. Uh, it was kind of in vain of the Crimson Horror, which we alluded to a moment ago, um, but due to being episode three and have to have the plot, it was a little messy. Okay, thanks, Ian. Um, Suki Kark writes in, It was excellent. The best episode of the series so far. Bill is turning into a great companion. The Twelfth Doctor is definitely mellow since the departure of Clara. Funny, exciting, dramatic episode, and it ended satisfyingly. And what is in the vault? I think we'd all like to know that, actually. Uh, Kieran Hyman. Hi, Kieran. Right, since so, was the giant fish in the Thames an alien or not? 
If not, they will make this uh, this episode an actual proper historical story like in the Hartnell days. And I love realising that the Doctor must have gotten that man to teach him the, the coin to toss trick in the end since he used it on Nardole to get his own way. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Good stuff. Uh, now onto the um, Twitter feedback. Um, this is from um, Homer's Twin. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This series is shaping up really well. Social, social justice elements of the story too. Uh, Nick Gossai writes in, Excellent, this could be very well be the best series yet. I came in excited for Chibnall. I now feel sorry he has to follow this. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Is- I, wonder, I, I mean, I wonder whether he is sitting there at the moment if they haven't made decisions on... I mean, we don't know. I mean, we will be told that Pearl Mackey's only doing this one series. So mm. that seems to be the, seems to be the case. Yeah. general yeah. consensus of, of information coming out. But unless she's actually been physically written out, yeah, I wonder if he is sitting there watching this, thinking, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I might be a bit stupid getting rid of her. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I'm. If she's only one series, I'll be gutted. To be honest, I really mm. will be. But it does appear to be that. Uh, and lastly, we have um, Theta Sigma podcast. Right, seem far and away the best episode of the season. The two leads were brilliant, and we finally got a decent monster. More of the same, please. KBO, which I'm assuming stands for Keep Buggering On. Hmm. So there we are. There we are. So thanks, everyone, for your feedback. I mean, please do keep writing in. Um, so we, we do enjoy um, reading reading it out and uh, commenting on it as well. Um, it does seem to be that everybody enjoyed this episode. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Um, uh, yeah, I just don't know what... What more you really want? No, I don't. To be honest, um, you had a proper and, story with a proper ending. Yeah, um, it's always going. You're, you're always going to miss out on things like a bit of characterisation here and there because of the nature of the of the the episode length. Yeah, you always are. Some something's got to give at the end of the day, um, and it's very very rare that you you get it all. Everything falls into place, but I think this is as near as damn it for me. This actually yes. this whole series so far, there's not been a dud as far as I'm concerned. Mm, well, I'm not. Yes, my, 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 I had my problems with the end of last week's. Yeah, but I won't call episode. it. A, yeah, but I won't call it a dud. No, no, it was certainly watchable. Yeah, yeah, it's not one you would say. Oh, if you put the DVD in, I'll skip forward through this one. No, you, you'd still watch it, wouldn't you? Yeah. So yeah, indeed, indeed. So um, I think that just about wraps things up, doesn't it? It does. Yes, it does indeed. Does indeed. Okay, everybody. So we will be back uh, next week then with our review of Knock Knock. I'm very much looking forward to that. David Suchet is one of my favourite actors, so um, it is open. It's it's it's, it's going to be. I hope it's going to be four out of four. Put it that way. Yeah, it is open. It is open. So until next week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. 
The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.